0: out of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Is that what's up here on the board? And, it's, and Jesus, of course, was one of the verses, one of the Beatitudes, out of what are they, nine or ten of them. But out of all the rest of them, Jesus showed me this and to read this morning. In verse 9, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers... For they shall be called the children of God. Heavenly Father, we bow our head this morning. And Father, once again, as many times before, I call upon you, Lord, (coughs) to be with me this morning. Lord, this is not my word, but this is your word. I'm only a messenger this morning to your people. And, God, I just pray, Lord, that you will just give me the words that I need to hear, the words they need to hear. And, God, I know if we will listen, it will help us down life's way. Father, we thank you for the beautiful songs that sung this morning. We thank you for the Sunday school hour. We thank you, God, for these beautiful people here this morning. God, that comes each and every Sunday, Lord. We thank you for their faithfulness, Lord. We thank you for your care, their caring and their love. And God, I just pray a blessing upon them this day. We thank you for the visitors this morning, Lord. And God, now, Lord, just hide me behind this desk, Lord, that not I but you, Lord, will be seen. Not I but you, Lord, will be heard. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, we know the word blessed could mean a number of things, but blessed, we think when we're blessed, When you think of the word blessed, what do you think about? Is anybody listening? Hello? What do you think about if you're blessed? If if you tell somebody, I'm really blessed, what does that really mean? What are you really saying? What makes you blessed? What makes you happy? We all, when we think about it this morning, and sometimes... Not just sometimes, but every day. We take our blessings from God. We take it for granted. Amen. Amen. Amen? How many of you got up this morning and thank God that you got out of bed this morning? How many of you got dressed? How many of you went to your table and sat down? And thank God for the one that provided for the food and the one that fix the food, and thank God for the table that the food is set on. How many of us thank God for that? How many of us just got up this morning and said, Lord, I've got to hurry and I've got to get ready and I've got to get to church or I'm going to be late and never stop to give God praise and accept the blessing that God has given you. You know, I was talking to a couple of preachers yesterday, one at IGA, and then I talked to one at Walmart for a long time. And you know, I've here often talked to a lot of preachers during the week, and everyone that I've talked to, and especially them two yesterday, one of them had been a pastor for some time, and the other one had just started out a church as a pastor. But he said he walked in church the other day, the other Sunday, last Sunday I believe it was, and he said it was so cold in that place. He said nothing. And he said, I just walked around and I started praying, God bind the enemy that's in here. God bind the enemy that's in here. God bind any hindrance that's in here. And he said we had a pretty good service. And it used to be, and I preached at the church many, many times, Preach Revival, I had it back when I was evangelized, And the little country church was full. But today, there are just a few that go. I talked to another preacher, and he told me, he said, Brother Ralph, he said, I have them to come in. And he said, they'll come maybe two, three, four Sundays. Oh, we love it. We love it. And then all of a sudden they're up and they're gone somewhere else. He said, I've never seen such a time trying to pastor a church as they are today. And, you know, I thought about that, and that's the way most of them are today. But, you know, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers... For they shall be called the children of God. Now, there's two kinds of people today. You say, yeah, they're the ones in the world, and yeah, the ones who go to church. No, there's two kinds of people today, sometimes, but both kinds of people go to church. One kind of them that Jesus said, blessed are they, blessed are the peacemakers. Now there are some, majority of the people that go to church, I'm talking about here, because this is where I'm at this morning, they go to church because they are peacemakers. You know what a peacemaker is? Jesus was a peacemaker. Now, there are people, but then on the next kind of people, instead of being peacemakers, they are troublemakers. Is that a good place for a hay man? Is anybody out there this morning? Now, yeah, we rejoiced at a good singing. <laughs> that was the icing, you know. That's, but we need the meat to grow on. We need the meat. You can't grow much on just milk. You've got to have them meet. So there's two kinds of people. They're peacemakers and they're troublemakers. Now, I got to thinking about that word, peace. And I looked up in my Bible dictionary back here, and, and over in Psalms 34 and 14, it says this. The psalmist said this. He said, seek peace, seek peace, and pursue him. Is anybody today looking for peace? A lot of people are looking for peace, but they're not finding it. And I'll bring that back in here in a minute. Just hold on, and we'll preach a little bit here directly. But he said, seek peace and pursue it. That means when you find peace, go after it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Then Psalms thirty seven seven it said in the end, talking about peace, the end of that man is peace. So he's talking about the one who pursues, finds it, and pursues after it. And the end of it, he's talking about the godly man, the godly person. And then Isaiah forty eight and twenty two it said, I think that's where I read it, at, it said, There is no peace, saith the Lord. Listen to this, unto the wicked. So there's no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. The people are searching the world and the world out there trying to find peace. Amen. There are so many people today that's not living in a life of peace. They worry about this. They worry about that. They think about this. They think about that. And there are people today, when the Bible said over there, uh, when the Bible said over and uh, uh, back over in Genesis, said that God, when God made everything, he, uh, and He made man, and after He had made man, the Bible said God looked at all of His creation that He made, uh, and He said it was good. And the Bible said, and He sanctified the seventh day. Sanctified it and set it apart. For who? For us to rest and go to church and to worship in. But you know today, a Sabbath day today, don't mean any more on a Sunday, doesn't mean any more to a lot of people. And I'm talking about a lot of people that call themselves Christians. You say, preacher, don't go there. I'm going there because it's a fact this morning and the devil has blinded so many people. And so they pay no more attention on the sabbath day than they do on a monday or tuesday or, Wednesday or any other day uh it's just another day for them to work and another day for them to uh to tarry and go out and do what they want to do amen and maybe it's not because they got to work it's uh they they just and i've had people tell me well i don't have time to go to church on sunday i work all all week long uh and then I go shopping on Saturday or I go do this on Saturday or go somewhere else on Saturday. And I just don't have time to go to church on Sunday. I've got to clean my house. I've got to get out and get my farm work done. I've got to do all of this other stuff. So I don't have time to go to church. Where are these people going to be at a thousand years from now? If they don't have time for God today... Where are they going to be at in a thousand years? But there's just no peace much in the world today. And you remember over there, and I thought about peace, and that's what I'm talking about this morning, the peace and being a peacemaker. Now, the Bible said over in John chapter 14, when Jesus, you know, after He arose and He told the people that He was going back to his father that his work down here was done. And he told them over in chapter 14 in verse 7, but here in 14, uh, verse 25, uh, I want to read you that there, but what Jesus said. And the Bible said when Jesus had called them and told them that his work was done, that he was going to leave them. And you remember, Jesus said they were saddened, their hearts were saddened. In John chapter 14, verse 1, it said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Uh, If you believe in God, he said, Believe also in me. He said, Because in my Father's house are many mansions. He said, If it were not so, I would have told you, The Bible says God can do anything except one thing, and God cannot lie. How many believe the Word of God? How many believe this morning that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shine? A lot of people does not think about hell anymore. they don't think about heaven anymore. they all they think about what I can get today, what I can get tomorrow, what I can the material things of life. You can have anything and everything that this whole world has out there uh, and die lost, but you're not going to take it with you uh, and what have you gained? The Bible says you may gain the whole world. Uh, and lose your own soul, amen, then what have you accomplished today? Uh, I'd rather be a pauper. I'd rather live in a tent uh, and have Jesus Christ uh, as a live in a mansion uh, and be a millionaire and die lost and go to hell. People's minds today are set up. They never have enough. Never have enough. People is got if you don't have time for God, then you're too busy. You're too busy. Now I'm not saying you've got to be here every time the door's open, I'm saying you've got to be here every time you don't have to do. Well, no, cause you'll always find something else to do if you wanna use that excuse. But you need to take time for Jesus. Why? Because think about it, friend. Now, If you don't have no peace, if you don't take time for Jesus, and I'm going to show you what Jesus said about that here in a minute. Uh, But what would we be at today? What would we be at today if Jesus, Brother Billy, hadn't took time for us? What would we be at today? Some people say, well, I just can't live a Christian life it's just too hard. I got to go to church and this and that. I just can't live it. It's too hard. Too hard. See, if they knew what the church and they know what the Word of God says, they wouldn't use that phrase. You know why? Because the Bible says the way of a sinner is a hard way. The way of a sinner. Why did He say that? The way of the Lord is peace and joy. But people are set back, and I'm talking about Christians now. I'm talking about both kinds, Christian and non Christian. Christians, a lot of Christians is set back, uh, and you've seen them, and I've seen them uh, shout all over the place, you know. And everywhere you went, evangelizing, I've seen church, I mean, was shout and, and, and praise the Lord. And I went back a few years later, and it dried up. It dried up. No shouts in the house, no praises in the house of God. What's happened? They've lost their joy. They've lost their peace. Why? Because. They have started looking back uh, to where God brought them out of at the pleasures of seeing uh, and little by little God is taking people back. Let me devil. Uh, Let me tell you something today, friend. Uh, we need to realize uh, we like to hear about heaven. Oh, well, we love to hear about heaven, how beautiful heaven is. Uh, the street is gold and the walls are jasper and the gates are pearl and so on and so forth. Uh, and where there'll not be any sickness there, there'll not be any dying there. Not be any crying, God will take and wipe away all the tears from their eyes uh, and all. We like to hear them kind of sermons, don't we? Uh, But nobody don't like to hear uh, what you've got to do uh, to get to heaven. Amen. Nobody don't like to hear uh, the the persecution sometimes we've got to go through uh, uh, to get there. My friend, let me tell you something today. uh, 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 When I read over there and then he said, and whosoever you should... uh, back over our, one of the other songs, said, blessed are the peace, baby, but blessed are them who are persecuted uh, and laughed at and made fun of uh, and falsely accused. He said, "Blessed." Uh, he didn't say he'd get mad, but boy, if somebody say something about us, you know, falsely, even, even falsely, uh, and there's a lot of that going on today. Uh, uh, this lying and false and all of that. You know, there's people out here today. Uh, that they see you out here, then you go to church, uh, and buddy, let me tell you something, you're all time uh, uh, rejoicing, and uh, no matter what you're going through, you seem to be happy, and all of this, and somebody out here, that's serving the devil, they can't stand that, did you know it, they'll, they'll try to start trouble, amen, they'll, well, false ones, but people don't like now there's probably some people yesterday at Walmart uh, didn't like to see it when that woman laid hands uh, on my wife and prayed for her right there and didn't care you know that's the kind of Christians we need today hey man it's time the Christian stands up you know back sometime back you know they said you couldn't say Merry Christmas oh you can't say Merry Christmas. You can say Happy Holidays, but no, don't you use Merry Christmas. You know why? Because Christmas part of got Christ in it. Got Christ in it. I'd go into Walmart or every where I went and I'd see somebody I'd say, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> somebody told me one, of these, that one day, they said, Bro, they're going to throw you out of Walmart. I said, that's all right, I'll go to the parking lot. We run up on this little man. I may have told you once down there at Walmart, and me and my wife we was around there. And she was looking shoes or something. He come around there. He was about that tall. Come around there, wild-looking little man. Come up to me and got to talking to him. But it didn't take me too long to find out he was a Christian, and it didn't take him too long to find out I was a preacher, either. And we talked there for a pretty good while, and he said, I'm going to see if I can find my wife. And he went and found his wife, and she come back, and him and her did, and me and my wife. We was right back there in front of the meat place there, the busiest place in Walmart sometimes, and a bunch of clothing. You're at that big, long aisle. I mean, the other aisle's coming this way, and the aisle's coming down this way, and we was right in the intersection of all of it. And we come up, and they got talking to me and my wife, and they said, Brother, I said, will you remember our friends said they're in Glasgow and said they're at the point of death so you all remember them in prayer at your church and I thought me, I said no we're gonna remember them right now we're gonna pray for them right now and me and my wife and that man and his wife got a hold of hand and made a circle right there and the Holy Ghost fell in that place and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and, I prayed. and I'll tell you what when we got done praying they was people jammed in every aisle coming down through there. Would stop, but they respected. You know what I mean? I had somebody tell me later. I said Ralph, said you ain't supposed to do that in Walmart. I said, why not? I don't believe if somebody needs prayer and tells me I remember somebody in prayer, and if I'm with them, I'm gonna say, well, let's pray for them right now. I don't care if I'm Walmart. I don't care if I'm the courthouse, brother Mark. I don't care who I'm at. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to do just like she done and that lady back there done to me this morning. God don't want us to be ashamed of Him. Amen. He said, because if you're ashamed of me, and before me, and He said, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. There's a lot of people call themselves Christians, but they're ashamed even if in church, raise a hand. They're ashamed to say, praise the Lord. On, and they claim to be Christians. They might be, but I ain't one of them. If God gives me a praise, I'm going to praise him. I don't care where I'm at. So over in St. John, and I better go on here. Time's getting low. Over in St. John's Gospel, in verse 25, I guess that's what you have got up there, but that's where I'm at. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. See, Jesus had not left them yet. He said, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Boy, that just freezes people up, that word Holy Ghost. Which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you, listen to this, teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, Whatsoever I have said unto you. Listen to this. Jesus said, when he said, Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace, he said, I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said, Unto you I go away, and I come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice, uh, Because I said I go unto my Father, For my Father is greater than I. So what he was telling them, And what he was telling us also, when he was telling them, it was the same word that Jesus spoke to them that he speaks to us today, right now, always has and always will. Uh, he said, peace I'm going to leave with you. My peace i give given to you, uh, not as the world has it, uh, because the world don't have any peace uh, to offer you, so they can't give it to you. Amen. Amen. The world don't have any peace. And the reason these Christians today, I'm, I'm on the Christians today, they went to sleep. Well, mm-hmm. They ought to have been a lot of hey man there. I said the Christians that went to sleep today, Tony. They've got in a formality to go to church. And he sat on the back seat somewhere or another, crossed my arm and said, Bless me if you can, God. Sorry, but you ain't going to get a blessing that way. You ain't going to get a blessing that way. They've sat back and allowed the world to come in on them. They've sat there. They have. I know they have. I've seen people that used to come to church. Shout, praise the Lord. Go out in the spirit right here. slain in the spirit. Speak in tongues. Come for years. Hey, something happened one day. They didn't find no peace here. They didn't find no joy here. They didn't find nothing here. When God had blessed and blessed their family. I've been out, I've prayed with the family, I've prayed with her children, I've prayed with her parents, I've done some of them's funeral. and a statement was made, I've been going, I haven't had a pastor for 11 years, or a church for 11 years, and that same ones. I've been, I've prayed for their children, I've prayed for their parents, I've prayed for them. They worked in church. She'd give a message in tongues. I went by one day, laid hands on her, and she went out in the spirit. I've seen her down here, Walked all over the church praising God. I'm not going to call no names. It ain't none of your business. But I'm just making that statement to tell you what is happening to the church, what's happening to the people today. It don't matter what kind of service you have. It don't matter, you know, We've all got the freedom when we come into church, if we're Christians, hey man. We've got the freedom to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Uh, and people come in with so much of the world on their mind, uh, that's all they think about is the world. Uh, and what's going to help Mess, we if I've got to go to the doctor, that's all comes in on their mind. Well, you're in the house of the best doctor in the world uh, when you come to the house of God, hey man. Pretty good preaching for a hundred-year-old man, ain't it? <laughs> but Jesus said, when I go, just calm down, guy. Just calm down. When I go, I'm not going to be with you in person anymore, but I've got an eye on you. But I'm going to put my, send my spirit and put in you, and you follow my spirit. And it will lead you and guide you anywhere I tell you to go and whatever you tell you. I think people lost the spirit of God today. I do. When he told that woman at the well down there, he said, there'll come a time you'll need to worship in Jerusalem or in his mouth. He said, but you will worship God in spirit and in truth. And I think a lot of the churches today has lost both the spirit and they don't want to hear the truth. You know something, Brother Dean? i preach in a lot of churches. This is the only one I've ever I already pastored. And, But do you think they'd allow me in their churches today? Do you think they'd want me as a pastor? How many churches do you think out there would like me to be as a pastor? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. And I'm not bragging on myself. I'm just saying... Most of them don't want to hear the truth. Every preacher I talked to today, one of them told me, he said, I'll have, they'll come into church and they will sit there and they'll talk about this, they'll talk about that. And he said, I just stopped the other Sunday. He said, I just stopped and told him, What am I doing up here uh, preaching the Word of God uh, when I look over this congregation and nobody's listening to me? And then he said back, Well, what's happened to the church? Well, I'll tell you what's happened to the church. They let the devil come in and take them over. They deny God. I had a preacher to tell me one time, he preached revivals here. Preached them over yonder. Several of them. I've been in revivals with him, preached with him. Good preacher, good man. Pastor of church there for years and years. He told me one day, he said, Brother Ralph, he said, I'm going to get you to come up our church and preach for us sometime. I said, you just let me know, brother. Just let me know. It went on there for a year or so. And he preached here pretty often in revival. And he come one time and I was preaching. He told me, he said, after church, he said, Brother Ralph, I told you I was going to get you to preach at my church sometime. And I said, yeah, and I told you I would. Just let me know. He said, I've changed my mind. I said, change your mind. And he said, yeah. He said, I'm going to tell you what. He said, the way you preach in my congregation, he said, they'd fire me for letting you come because you would scare them to death. <laughs> he said, you'd scare them to death. And I just thought, well, if I was in a church like that and the word scared them, I'd get out of it or they'd move up one to the other the two. I tell you why a long time ago and, and long time ago I knew God back when me and my wife got married and I was 18, she was 16. We were working in the church, old church over there with you. We got married and and there for I don't know a year or two. I served the Lord and I was an old farm boy. Family of ten children. And but when I got married and I got out on my own, where well, I didn't have no boss, I gradually, I hadn't sold a lot of wild oats. That's what people call them, wild oats. Why well, they call them that, wild oats? <laughs> but little by little, little by little, I started drifting away. Started drifting away. And I lost the desire to go to church I took up drinking, drunk for 18 years. I went down the road of a living hell. And God allowed me to go down that road. Why God let me live, I didn't know then. His honor as I became. But God one day got to deal with my heart. I hadn't forgot the Sunday school, I hadn't forgot the church. I just turned my back. God didn't leave me. Don't you say God left you. God don't leave you. You leave God. But I got back in church, and I made God a vow. That's an old sawmill on my knee. you hear me tell it, and you'll probably hear me tell it a thousand more times because it's my testimony that I love to tell and let people know God can save you anywhere. You don't have to be in church. They don't have to be a preacher around. I've been an alcoholic for 18 years, and there wasn't nobody there but me and Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Amen. But He put me down on my knees, just like He did old Paul on the way to Damascus. And when I came up in there, I didn't know what happened, but I knew I was a changed man. I knew I'd been forgiven. I knew I'd been forgiven. But I made God a vow God, I'll never leave you again. I knew where he had let me, allowed me to go to. But he kept me for this purpose today, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I guess God knew, Tony, I guess God knew that I didn't scare and I didn't run very easy. And I prayed, God, give me boldness, God, when I started preaching to God. He said, I'll give you the boldness. And so I've learned from experience. I've learned from experience. When you allow the world to come in, you're going to lose the joy and your peace. Has anybody lost their joy and peace? See, the Bible says there are tribulations and trials, and we're going to go through them. But he said, look up. And he said, rejoice. Why? Why? Look what Jesus went through. He didn't promise me a cotton patch to walk through, and he didn't you either. He didn't promise you a a million dollars. Home. He didn't promise us, you know, a Cadillac to drive every year, like Janet back there. <laughs> Janet back there. <laughs> Janet, I just had to get something in on you. I couldn't think of nothing but that. Look where you're at today, brother. Look where you're at today. That's right. God knew. A lot of people is killing themselves. Yep. Never time to enjoy life or nothing. Got to make the next dollar. Got to make the next dollar. Got the first million. Now they're worried about spending it. So they're trying to make another and make another. They will spend their life trying to be millionaires. And let me tell you something. That day that I accepted Jesus Christ, I didn't become a millionaire, but I came the heir to a millionaire. Hey, man. Give God a hand of praise this morning. I'm an heir. I'm a millionaire today. I'm an heir of the promises of God. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Is that the word of God today, church? He said, I'll go with you all the way into the end. David said, I once was young, but now I'm old. He said, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his feet of begging bread. Amen. You want another scripture right quick? All right. Uh, Paul said I know what it's like to have more than I needed. I know what it's like not to have anything but he said I have learned to be content uh, in whatever state of I'm in. Uh, he said because my God uh, shall supply all of our needs uh, according to his riches and glory uh, through Christ Jesus our Lord. We're all millionaires this morning. Give